Hello everybody, I'm Chloe Maidley and welcome back to the podcast. On this podcast, I speak to professional athletes, coaches, physique competitors, dietitians, nutritionists, and leaders in the field of health and fitness from all over the world. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope you enjoy today's episode. If you're new to the podcast, make sure you like, subscribe, review, and leave a comment to let others know about everything we've talked about. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram where I'll announce what's coming up on the podcast and other great content too. I'm at Made Me Chloe. Thank you so much. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. First and foremost, I want to say thank you for being patient with me. I took the last three weeks uh, away. I had a lot going on uh, that needed my attention in London, but now I am home and life has calmed down again, and I'm very excited to record today's podcast for you guys, all about the festive season. So what I'm about to read and talk you through is a file that I wrote for my clients last week, and I should probably give that some context. So. When clients sign up with me, whether it's on my one-to-one intimate coaching platform or the big group coaching platform that Emma and I do, the EC method, I like to write and give them files. And these files can be things like food bibles, so lists of proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, because I know that's quite frowned upon nowadays. But if I just have a client fresh out the gate and I say to them, I want you hitting a minimum of 120 grams of protein per day and 20 grams of protein per meal, unless they've been tracking for a really long time, they don't know what that is or what that looks like. And so I like to give them these examples so they're like, oh, okay, you know, a chicken breast will have X amount of protein in it. You know, three eggs will have X amount of protein in it. And I, I like to to help them even though I think now the trend is just to say to people, these are your numbers, eat whatever you want. It's just actually not really that helpful to some clients. And they also include things like recipes. So for example, I try and basically give like typical favorite meals of people. So like tacos or spaghetti bolognese or I don't know, pasta dishes like that. And talking about spag bol, that's going to be about 800 calories. So I like to give recipes so that clients can read my recipes and see how to make something that is higher calorie, half the calories. And these are things that kind of, I give them right off the bat to help them settle in and help them know what they're doing. Throughout the coaching journey that they then have with me, which spans a period of months, I like to punctuate it with new files. So things like deload weeks, you know, or um, diet breaks. Because then what means is when my one-to-ones are required to check in with me every week and they're required to fill in a very specific format, it means if I say to them, okay, I I think that maybe we need to implement a deload week, they know what I'm talking about because they've read the file. And then we can talk about it from there. So it kind of, it just, it sets a foundation of understanding, which is very helpful as a coach and equally helpful as a client. What I'm about to read you is another file that I wrote for my clients last week that they both requested and I also thought would really help them in the lead up to Christmas. And I think the first thing I need to flag is that this is not a how to diet over Christmas manual. 
which of course would be hugely inappropriate and pretty depressing. This file was simply written to help my clients alleviate any food fear and anxiety that they have going into the festive season and giving them kind of suggestions and advice that is purely based on anecdotal coaching experience. I've said this to them and I'll say it to you. Feel free to ignore everything I say. This is just food for thought, if you will. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this file out verbatim and I ask you, the listener, to listen from the point of view and the mindset of a client of mine because I think that it will make much more sense and have much more context that way. So here is one of the many coach client files that I have written over the last few years and I, I hope it helps some of you guys too. The festive season, practical and psychological approaches to an overly indulgent time. So the first thing I want to point out is that everything I'm going to cover in this document is advice that is purely based on anecdotal coaching experience. Please feel free to ignore all of it or cherry pick some of it. There is no good or bad, right or wrong way to approach an indulgent period like Christmas or a holiday. As is always the case with health and fitness, diet and exercise, there is a spectrum of options and behavior. And where you choose to fall on that spectrum is 100% your choice. In fact, this is one of those very rare times where I will ask you, as I've just said, to cherry pick from this what works for you and what wouldn't work for you. We're all different and what works for one of you will not work for the other. The next thing that I want to remind you of is that extremes are not healthy in any context. That means that tracking your deficit calories like you're competing in January, which none of you are, or falling headfirst into the fuck it bucket like you're on death row, which again, none of you are, over the Christmas period is probably going to leave you feeling a bit deflated on both sides of the coin. And what I mean by that, just coming away from the file and talking to you guys again, is that if you really strictly diet this Christmas and you track and you track your deficit, there really is going to come a point, you know, in the following weeks where you are going to experience dieting fatigue because it happens. And it's really compounded by the weather and January is kind of miserable. And I don't want you looking back and thinking, why did I do that? That was kind of my opportunity to relax a little bit. And that is very likely to happen. And you might end up feeling quite deflated and disappointed in how you handled it. And the same thing can be said for the fuck it bucket. Let's say that I have a client who's spent the last few months really putting in the groundwork to mend the all or nothing mentality that they have to food and around food and is finally getting into a really nice stride of balance and mental health and physical health and social health. And then all of a sudden they go into Christmas and they think, fuck it, even when they're full and they're about to pop, eat, 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 everything they can get their hands on. They're probably going to come out the other side of it, you know, park the physique stuff, but mentally come out the other side of it thinking, why did I do that? I'd put in so much work and effort only to kind of fall at the most beneficial hurdle of that work. So I really want clients to be very conscious going into this period in terms of both their mental health and their physical health. This doesn't mean that I'm telling my clients to kind of diet or not to overindulge. In fact, what I'm trying to say, and this is going back to the file now, is that this is actually a really nice opportunity to relinquish control of numbers and body image and really listen to what both your mind and your body want and need. 
Hi guys, just a quick one. Adverts on the podcast are automated and we have no idea what may or may not play out, much like whatever pops up when you're browsing on the internet. This is an unsponsored podcast, but if I am ever plugging a product, you will know about it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So let's get started. Option one, the sandwich approach. I'm starting here because this is what I do and it is probably the most liberal of all the approaches that I'm going to suggest to you. I just want to stop here, listener, (laughs) and say I'm not one of those coaches that's like, you should do what I do or, well, I did this and it worked for me. Um, But, you know, I've been doing this for so long now and I've had all these struggles myself that it took me a really long time to figure out what works for me. And I'm a really big fan of the sandwich approach and I'll talk you through it now, but it's definitely the most liberal of all of the options, which is probably why I like it the most. So the sandwich approach for me looks like this. I follow my diet, calories per week, and expenditure, minimum workouts and steps per week every day in the lead up to Christmas Eve. Don't get me wrong, if there's a Christmas party to attend or a sausage roll to be eaten, I will indulge, but I do make it work within my weekly calories because I know that indulging all day, every day, throughout the entire month of December is only going to result in the actual Christmas feeling far less special and far less enjoyable. On the morning of Christmas Eve, I always make sure that I get in some kind of activity. This could be a wintry walk, which is most likely, to be honest, or a short but sweet workout if the gym's open, maybe. I, you know, I would rather go for a long walk than do, do a home workout, if I'm going to be honest. By the afternoon, as far as I'm concerned, Christmas has arrived. The malt wine, champagne, the ode to marks and sparks, table spreads. These are family traditions that I will never turn my back on. This is when I stop tracking, I stop thinking about food and calories and workouts. I relax, I enjoy, I let Christmas wash over me and I ride that wave. However, once I'm full, I stop. Even if mum hasn't laid out the pyramid of profiteroles yet, I know when I'm done and I listen to my body. That being said, guys, I will keep drinking (laughs) just to be completely transparent about this. This is also how I approach Christmas Day and Boxing Day too. Wintry walks do tend to feature purely for fresh air and leg stretching purposes, but workouts and food restriction absolutely do not. I eat what I want, when I want, and I stop when I'm full. By the 27th, I'm up early, I'm back at the gym, and I'm back to my calorie requirements. This approach for me makes the most of Christmas in every context. I end the month of December feeling like I have taken care of my body, I've taken care of my mind, and I've made some amazing memories. Option two, the tracking approach. So I should probably start this one by saying that if the idea of coming away from tracking, even just for Christmas, terrifies you, this is absolutely something that you and we as coach and client need to deal with come January. 
However, that work does take time and we are where we are. So let's talk about the tracking approach. And guys, again, I'm just going to jump in here and say, I really don't think it's appropriate for anybody to be tracking over Christmas whatsoever. But it is fair to say that I do and have historically had clients who were very new to tracking when they found me and they've just got into the swing of it and they're having a really good time of it. And the idea of coming away from it right now kind of scares them, which again is something I would like to deal with with them in January. But if somebody's in that headspace, it can actually do more harm than good pulling them out of it. So you just kind of have to meet the client where they are. You have to work with what you can work with. And I'm going away for the whole month of December. So quite honestly, I need to leave them with tools that are actually going to work for them. But do I think tracking over Christmas is a good idea? No, not really. If you choose the tracking approach, I'm going to list all of your options. And while it does make the most sense to do them all, you can, of course, pick and choose. But seriously, guys, if I were you, I would just do them all. One, six days prior to Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, whenever your kind of celebrations begin, bank 100 calories a day. Two, as soon as Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day approaches, come up to your maintenance calories. If you're unsure what this is for you, a good idea is to add 200 calories onto your effective deficit number. For most of you, and in my coaching experience, it will likely be within a bracket of 1,900 to 2,300 calories. Again, I'm just gonna jump in here and say, I've rarely had a client whose maintenance is lower than 1,900, and I've rarely had a client whose maintenance is higher than 2,300, but that bracket is fairly normal. Don't get me wrong, there are definitely outliers. None of them are actually in my current group of one-to-ones. But generally speaking, this is the bracket that we go by. Point three, now you have plenty of extra calories to play with. You still need to make smart decisions. Do not blow your daily calories out the water the first morning by having a full English breakfast, a chocolate Santa and a bottle of champagne. Have scrambled eggs on toast and one glass instead. Have one serving of Christmas pudding not two, some profiteroles and some trifle. Have a couple of chocolates, not the entire tin. Again, I want to end this by saying I don't think any of you should be tracking over the Christmas period. But full circle back to my first point, if this is you and it very well could be, please let's discuss it in January so we can start to slowly and incrementally alleviate any fear that you might have around food, tracking, data collection and data obsession. Option three the smart choices approach. This is very similar to the sandwich approach, except it's a little bit more diet friendly. And I'm again, just going to jump in here and say that any of you who listen to the EC method podcast or who know about Emma, this would probably be her preferred approach for clients. Stopping tracking over the Christmas period or when you're on holiday or when you're out celebrating is, in my opinion, more often than not, a very smart idea. And here's why. As soon as you see those calories go up into the red and you know that it's not even the end of the day yet, guess what happens? The fuck it bucket rolls itself front and center in your mind and we are off to the races. And I'm just going to jump in again. <laughs> I keep doing that. It's so true that it's human nature and it, you're one of many if when you see those calories go up into the red, you think, fuck it, I've ruined it now. It's not even dinner time yet. That's it. I'll start again tomorrow. It's just really normal. So a really nice preemptor of that 
is to not track at all. Make smart choices and choose your indulgences and that, and just go on with it. Um, it you're going to do a lot less damage, trust me. Instead, put the phone down, enjoy your food, but continue to make smart decisions. As I mentioned in the tracking approach, this would look like opting for scrambled eggs on toast over a full English, for example. A few of your favorite quality street other chocolates are available instead of the whole tin, including the ones left that nobody even wants, like the gold toffee coins. It's not even up for debate. I don't, who eats them? Just no. <laughs> One serving of pudding, not two or a selection plate. A gin and slimline tonic over a Bailey's. Although but I did actually put here, let's be honest, most of us only ever drink Bailey's at Christmas, so maybe we can just park that one. Feel free to ignore that one. Bailey's for the wind. But you get my point. Not the all. Not the nothing. The things that you want, both in the short term and in the long term. And what I mean by that is that it's perfectly okay, especially at Christmas time, but any time of the year to be like, no, I want to have that. I'm going to have it. But then you keep in the back of your mind going forward. Okay. But I still have like this long-term goal. And like, if you, if you really approach it like that, you're going to have a really happy, healthy relationship. I personally prefer the sandwich approach. I think the, the more room you can give people at this time of year, the better, but the smart choices approach in terms of a healthy relationship with food and your body and your body goals is probably the most appropriate. I mean, I wouldn't do it though. I like the sandwich approach. <laughs> okay. I finish it with training approaches. I say, look, if you want to do some home body weight workouts in the 72 hours that I've referenced, of course you can and you should. If you want to go for walks in the 72-hour period that I've mentioned, of course you can and you should. However, if you want to be lazy and stay indoors with your friends and your family, feeling exhausted after a long year and a pretty crappy Christmas last year, then of course you should. I, you know, for me, my brothers and I, we really like to go for walks, but I, look, again, I'm not gonna lie, we're walking to the pub. <laughs> So, you know, I do actually like it though. There's frost on the ground. Like it feels quite, I don't know, magical. Dickensian. <laughs> Such an arrogant word. But it does, especially in London. But that's just us, you know, and, and that's just what we do. You know, if your tradition is to literally everyone in your family has their own sofa in the living room and you don't move for two days, fair play. Like do it. You know, when else are you going to get to do that? It's fine. I say we all have different family traditions. And if the last one to two years has taught us anything at all, it's that we are lucky to get to spend such a special time together, any special time together, all under one roof. As your coach, the main thing that I want to leave you with this Christmas is this. Celebrate with your friends and your family. Make memories and never, ever shame yourself out of joy. That's it, guys. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I will be back next week with another podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.